The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Patricia Raskin's Positive Living, the program that brings you practical and inspiring principles for living more authentic, engaging, and passionate lives. Created by Patricia Raskin, a catalyst for positive change. All comments, views, and opinions are solely those of the host, guests, and callers. And now, here's your host, Patricia Raskin. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome. Welcome to Patricia Raskin Positive Living. I have two great guests for you in our 2 o'clock hour and our 2.30 hour if you're Eastern, and 11 o'clock hour and 11.30 hour if you're Pacific. Um, Our guest, our first guest, is Joe Petrakic. He's an RN, and he is a clinical exercise physiologist who is certified and is a registered nurse. Joe divides his time between a hospital-based cardiac rehab facility and a surgical intensive care unit in a busy inner-city hospital in southwestern Connecticut. Joe is a certified clinical exercise specialist by the American College of Sports Medicine. And the name of Joe's book is Pump It Up, Exercising Your Heart to Health. Welcome, Joe. Thank you, Patricia. It's great yeah, to be here. Yeah, did I say your last name correctly? Uh, Patricic is usually how it's pronounced, but All right. you're close no, enough. Patricic. All right, <laughs> good. All right, what, um, you know, there are a lot, of, a lot of exercise books out there, particularly, you know, to help your heart. What, to motivate, what motivated you to write this book, Pump It Up, and what makes it different? Well, what inspired me to write the book, I've worked in cardiac rehab since 2001, and, you know, I, you know, my patients, they come for 36 sessions, and that takes about three to four months to complete those sessions, and then they're off on their own, and they make such great progress, and the thing that scares me is that they're just not going to retain what they've learned. I figure they're probably going to retain maybe a mere fraction of what they learned throughout the 36 sessions, and to expect them to keep up this healthy habit, mm-hmm. I just uh, had my concerns. So. I figured if there was some kind of like an instruction manual, just some kind of written resource with some pictures to show them the exercises that I've taught them, especially with the resistance training. You know, everybody can walk on a treadmill. They can kind of figure out, put one foot in front of the other. But, uh, you know, doing some of the more complicated resistance training movements with the dumbbells and the resistance bands, I felt they needed some kind of pictorial instruction. And then I thought, you know what, what about the patients that aren't coming into cardiac rehab because Mm -hmm. either the insurance companies declared them ineligible or maybe they haven't even had a heart event yet, but they have significant risk factors for, you know, why just focus on rehabbing a heart patient? What about preventing a heart attack from happening? So um, I remember as a 15-year-old, I was getting into uh, competitive bodybuilding and I read Mm -hmm. uh, the Arnold Schwarzenegger Encyclopedia of Bodybuilding from cover (laughs) to cover. And that I thought it was great how they had all the black and white pictures kind of showing you how to do these things. And it was everything from bodybuilding from A to Z, teaching you how to eat, posing, all that stuff. And I thought, wow, how great would it be to come up with a book that would be directed towards those with or at risk for heart disease? 
So that kind of inspired me to uh, go ahead and write it. Absolutely. And it's interesting because you copied, you know, kind of the beginning, you know, of all of this bodybuilding. Yeah. You, know, you went back to the beginning and looked at, you know, what, what Arnold had done that really worked. And you carried that further in your book because not only do you have pictures, but you have pictures of the heart. And you yeah. explain what the heart does and how it does it. And that's very, that's great. And to answer your other question about, you know, what makes this book different, you know, a lot of the heart books that talk about exercise, they all pretty much say the same thing that we all should exercise, but I haven't seen one that actually showed how to exercise. And that's mm-hmm. where I wanted to not only, you know, emphasize how to exercise, but the value of the resistance training. Because a lot of times when people think to exercise for their heart, they think of doing aerobics. And, uh, you know, it's no wonder because another name for aerobics is cardio. So cardio mm-hmm. heart, it makes sense. But there is some value to the resistance training that can actually enhance what we do with our aerobics and help strengthen our heart. So I really wanted to make sure that, you know, people learn the importance of resistance training and how to actually perform these different exercises. Yes. Now, in the pictures, the, those are those are your pictures, I assume. Yeah. Yep. yep. You're in the pictures, and it, it, you said that as a child you were very involved in exercise, so you kind of grew up with it. Yeah. You know what happened? I was a heavy set kid. I was, you know, when I was 13, I was 200 pounds, and it wasn't 200 pounds of muscle. So I lost 40 pounds just from playing high school football, and it was with the rigorous training and six days a week practicing for three to four hours that um, I started to, you know, lose some weight. But uh, that wasn't good enough for me because I was already hooked on improving my body composition and, you know, gaining more muscle, get stronger for football. So that's what got me in the weight room. And um, I learned a very valuable piece of information just from being in the weight room and talking with some competitive bodybuilders, learning Mm -hmm. actually how to eat how to eat and how crucial that role plays because the 40 pounds of weight that I lost wasn't all fat weight. Some of it was muscle weight and it made me kind of weaker and tired. So I really needed to learn the proper way to eat just for optimal energy and performance and overall health. Very, very important. And so you learned that at a very young age. What what do you think, Joe, um, where are we going wrong? I mean, there's just... You know, and, and, and it's not just adults, it's also children. What is it we're not teaching our kids? What is it we're not doing right here and now that we need to be doing? Basics. The biggest thing is movement. You know, in mm. this day and age, you know, everything is, you know, made um, customer friendly. You know, um, you know uh, we have remote controls and the computers and the cell phone and uh, you know, we have great, you know, devices these days to help to track our steps and these, you know, physical activity trackers, but are we actually moving? You know, I think we're spending too much time, you know, focusing on the technical end of things, and we're just not putting enough emphasis on the physical. Kids, you know, kids are playing video games and, you know, playing on their iPads and iPhones, but are they out, outside playing, you know, at, you know, playing mm-hmm. ball and, mm-hmm. you know, participating in sports, mm-hmm. you know? Well, and part of that is that kids are afraid to go outside today. Yeah. Yep. I mean, you know, that that's a big issue. Yeah, so. and, you know, safety is an issue, but, you know, what about our health, you know? I mean, mm-hmm. there, there has important. to be, you know, there's indoor activities that we can do, you know, in gyms and, you know, mm. you know, having gym in school, you know, that's a big thing, too. It's just, you know, making sure and, you know, parents have to, you know, set the example with their kids and, you know, do activities together as a family, you know? Yeah. What about uh, food? What's your suggestions there? 
with food, you know, the idea is low sugar, a well-balanced diet, and I'm a big fan of meal frequency, and that's one thing that you'd find in the book. You know, I have a, you know, a chapter devoted to diet and nutrition, and you know, from what I've learned over the years from bodybuilding and losing 60 pounds, getting ready for some of my bodybuilding contests in the past, uh, I found that meal frequency really helps because if every three to four hours you have like a small meal, mm-hmm. you're never going to be stuffed and you're never going to be starved. You're going to be satisfied, and you're going to have that energy. You're not going to have to have your 2 o'clock cup of coffee just to give you that pick-me-up, just a small meal. It doesn't have to be anything too extensive, but just something that is nutritionally balanced. You know, one thing that I've liked over the years, there's a, a bread, a flourless bread, Ezekiel bread, yes. Genesis bread, yes. you know. Um, I would take a couple slices of that and smear a little bit of all-natural peanut butter on it, you know, and that would just be a nice um, in-between breakfast and lunch or between lunch and dinner type of a snack, and that would just hold me over and give me the energy I need. Now, another thing I'd like to ask you about in terms of your heart is how important is the percentage of body fat in terms of protecting your heart? How important is that? is very important because obesity is a significant risk factor for heart disease and stroke and there is um, it also determines you know, it's also dependent upon where we store our fat and a significant risk factor for future heart events is um, those people that have more of the apple shape where they store more fat in their midsection mm-hmm. um, there's this, uh, this uh, metabolic syndrome that exists where People that store more fat in their abdomen are more likely to um, develop diabetes, um, Mm. high blood pressure, and high cholesterol. And Mm. all those increase our risk for future heart events and strokes. Even as we get older, or or especially as we get older. Especially as we get older, yes. It is harder to lose, especially once we get older. And that's why, you know, it's important to, you know, be active now to start moving now, not wait, you know. But um, the nice thing is we are never too old to start exercising. You know, we can still get benefits, significant mm-hmm. benefits, you know, at a you know, fairly old age. You know, I have um, participants in the program that are in their 90s, and they're actually pretty impressive. Yeah, a, that, that was, you know, my question is for all of us, how much exercise is enough, or does it depend on your age, Joe? Um, it doesn't depend so much on your age. Um, it really, part of it has to do with your fitness level, you know, initially, and that will determine how intense that exercise is. You know, I mean, that's one thing I mentioned, um, you know, the exercise chapters in my book is um, a rating of perceived exertion scale. And I go, uh, use numbers from 0 to 10, and, you know, I have definitions for those. But where we want to be is if you can... When you're doing your aerobics, it's moving your major muscles for a sustained period of time. So you want to work at an intensity where you feel like those muscles are being challenged, Mm -hmm. but you're not huffing and puffing, gasping for air. You know, another name for aerobic is with oxygen. So you have to, you know, you should be able to sustain a conversation with the person next to you while you're performing the activity. That's with the aerobics. And, Mm -hmm. you know, what the guideline state is about 150 minutes a week. This could be 30 minutes, five days a week, 40 minutes, four days a week, or Mm -hmm. 50 minutes, three days. And should it be a combination, Joe, of aerobics and strength training, cardio, strength training, and stretching? Uh, With the resistance training, the nice benefits of that is it could be as little as two days per week. 
two days a week can give you good benefits for the resistance mm-hmm. training. Mm-hmm. No more than four days. The aerobics we can do seven days a week because you know the heart recovers very quickly. It, it can sustain uh, multiple bouts a day. But with uh, resistance training, you need rest and proper nutrition in order for those skeletal muscles to recover and grow. So beyond four days a week would be overkill. With resistance training, it's... Yeah, with the resistance training, it's working, you know, your major muscle groups, so back, chest, shoulders, legs, and, um, you know, about eight to ten exercises, one to two working sets there. So, you know, a typical resistance training workout would take maybe 45 to 60 minutes, and again, that could be in as little as two right. days a week. Right. So it's not but too if you much want you to walk, but you could walk every day, right, Joe? Absolutely, yes. Okay. So you're talking about, you know, specific exercises, but just to keep your heart healthy, just to keep moving. Um, So how can a person with no heart disease or significant risk factors benefit from your book, Pump It Up, and from the, the exercises in your book? Even without heart disease or significant risk factors, we all need to be exercising. You know, there is... um there is a term frailty, and frailty is, used to be believed that uh, as we get older, we become frail. But frailty really isn't an effect of aging. It's an effect of a sedentary lifestyle where we're just sitting around. We're not being engaged. We're not stressing those muscles and stressing those bones. And by being physically active, it's going to strengthen both the muscles and the bones, which will increase our functional capacity, able to enable us to um, participate in the um, work activities we want to do, the uh, sporting activities, the recreational activities we want to do, so really maximizing our independence, you know, for the rest of our life. You know, osteoporosis is not just an effect, of, you know, that affects women. You know, men, mm-hmm. too, are uh, prone to this. You know, after age 35, our bone-forming cells start to decline, putting mm-hmm. us more at risk. So mm-hmm. it really is use it or lose it. You know, if we stress our muscles and our bones, you know, they're going to be tougher and they're going to be able to endure mm-hmm. a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, particularly, as you said, with osteoporosis, arthritis. Absolutely. Um, you know, and, and even if you don't have osteoporosis, the osteopenia, which mm-hmm. is right before that, as you age. And arthritis, you know, exercise has not been shown to prevent or cure arthritis, but it has been shown to minimize the pain mm-hmm. associated with arthritis. So, you know, that's all the more incentive that we need to keep moving. And that's one of the things I really want to hope to accomplish with the book is to teach people how to exercise. I have a chapter focused on good pain versus bad pain, you know, really mm-hmm. differentiating the two. So what is a normal discomfort to feel, but also when is it a warning sign that this might be something else? You know, mm-hmm. So I think that was really important too. Yeah. What kind of changes have you observed in your clients? I've noticed increased energy, strength, endurance, but the biggest thing is confidence. You know, um, with some of them, you know, they're maybe lifting two, three-pound dumbbells, and especially with some of the ladies, I tell them, you know, your purse weighs more than the dumbbells that you're lifting here. Come on, you know. So I try to encourage them to lift more. And as I see their confidence start to grow, you know, the weights are starting to go up, and, you know, they're actually helping the new people that join the program as well. Um, I really made sure, you know, because one of the 
best benefits that cardiac rehab can offer is, you know, people are exercising in a group setting, so they're discussing, you know, different different side effects they might experience with medications or some heart-healthy recipes. They just encourage and motivate each other. Mm -hmm. So I was thinking, how can I kind of bring that socialization into this book? And I figured, let me share some personal stories from some of the people I've worked with over the years. All right, and we're going to talk more about that right after the break. You're listening to Patricia Raskin, Positive Living, and my guest is Joe Petrachik. And his book is Pump It Up, Exercising Your Heart to Health. And, Joe, your website is? www.pumpitup-thebook.com. All right, stay tuned, folks. We're coming right back right after the break, right here on Voice America. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. What can you find on Get Real Radio? Well, quite honestly, who you really are. Join host James Robinson each week for a program designed to reveal more about yourself and your world through words of wisdom and profound guests. You'll discover more about the spiritual movement and how it can work with you and alert you to problems you may not be aware of. It will educate, titillate, and enlighten your mind. Get Real Radio is broadcast live every Friday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. This could end up being the best time of your week. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. Stimulating talk it gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one Internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. You are listening to Patricia Raskin's Positive Living. If you wish to call into our program today, please call 1-866-472-5788. That number again is 1-866-472-5788. You may also send an email to patricia at patriciaraskin.com. Now, back to Patricia Raskin's Positive Living. Hi there, everyone. Welcome back. Welcome back. And my guest is Joe Petrachik. Did I say that right, Joe? Sure did. <laughs> His book is Pump It Up, Exercising Your Heart to Health. Uh, Joe Patrasic is certified clinical exercise physiologist and registered nurse. And he is uh, certified as a clinical exercise specialist by the American College of Sports Medicine and has been doing this for many years and started exercising as a, as a child. And you won two Mr. Connecticut bodybuilding titles in 2008 and 2010. Uh, right. Talk about the skills that you learned in your 15 years of bodybuilding and the 28 contests that uh, you competed in. Well, it was uh, one heck of a journey, and it was really a team effort. It's uh, you know I've had you know coaches and um, uh, you know 
teachers for not only the um, the training, but more so, you know, the posing and just kind of tying everything again, you know, together. Um, nutrition was huge. I mean, that is such a big part of it, you know, because you can be disciplined and consistent with your training and, you know, it required um, two sessions a day of aerobics, getting ready for that, because you really get your body fat down to a pretty healthy level, like under 5% body fat uh, for these contests, you know, but you're only at that stage for a short period of time. But, you know, there it's, you know, a little on, on the unhealthy side towards the end. But um, mm. really it was being dedicated with the nutrition because for about a 16-week period, you know, you're pretty um, restricted on what you can and cannot eat. You know, I've kind of learned, you know, just from doing some unhealthy diets, I've kind of learned, you know, what is healthy and what is not. Like there was a situation I was in school one day in college and I was getting these eye twitches. And I thought, mm. man, you know, maybe I'm deficient in potassium. So I just kind of threw that out of the air. And I'm like, okay, let me just go pick up some potassium. So I take a potassium tab. Did absolutely nothing for me. And then another um, trainer was saying, oh, maybe it's magnesium. Maybe you want to try that. Okay, so I took one 500-milligram tab of magnesium. It worked like a charm. Went away completely. Mm. And... Um, you know, this was like for about a month. It was either the left eye, the right eye, you know, either one would twitch, just that, you know, random. So, um, you know, I kind of realized that, you know, it's because my diet was too restrictive. I was eating the same foods day in and day out for about mm. 16 weeks. Mm. So, you know, you really learn the importance of having a well-balanced diet where you're getting in, you know, a yeah. good variety of your vitamins and minerals and fiber. Yeah, and it's different for everybody, right, Joe? I mean, some people are gluten intolerant, some people are dairy intolerant, some people uh, can't handle meat. Uh, You know, isn't it, don't you have to kind of find your own way? Exactly. It takes a lot of trial and error, and everybody is different. So, um, yeah, you have to kind of be patient with it and realize that it is a process. Don't get discouraged if, you know, you kind of start a diet and then you kind of fall off the wagon a little bit because, uh you know, you figure in 365 days, if we were to cheat, oh, 20, 30 of those 365 days, we're going to be doing pretty good, you know. Mm. So just kind of keeping that in perspective. Yeah. But, um, yeah. you know, there's, there's so many extreme diets out there like, um, you know, the Atkins diet, for example, where you um, you deprive yourself of carbohydrates, but you're consuming, you know, all the fat and protein you want. And people are losing weight on that, you know, because, you know, the protein, the fat foods you know, are filling, you know, yeah, okay. And especially in the first couple of weeks, you lose a lot of water weight. So, you know, it's encouraging. Hey, okay, the numbers on the scale are dropping. That's great. But, you know, in the long run, is this type of diet really healthy, you know, because, you know, we need fiber. Fiber is very heart healthy. It helps regulate your blood sugar, helps keep your um, your uh, GI system regular. So, I mean, there's a lot of benefits to fiber. And, you know, I tell people, you know, you can do a diet like this, you know, modified where you keep the saturated fat low and at the very least. But, you know, you're really going to have to live off of supplements, you know, different vitamins and minerals mm-hmm. and fiber to mm-hmm. replenish what you're not getting from the food. So it's, it's very important uh, to really have a balanced diet. Absolutely. But again, yes. again, there's so many preservatives and things in our food. I mean, look at the wheat. Look how many people are gluten sensitive now. Right. Because of that. So, mm-hmm. um, and there are also some tests you can take, aren't there? You know, food sensitivity tests. Yeah, allergy tests, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. yeah. All right, we have a few minutes left, Joe. So, what would you like to leave our listeners with today? What is your message? The idea is to keep moving. Okay, exercise has such a whole host of benefits, 
And one thing that's made me successful over the years that I hope people will also um, appreciate is, you know, the value of resistance training and the importance of knowing your numbers, writing things down, you know, holding yourself accountable. So if you want to lose weight, hop on that scale seven days a week, weigh yourself and see, hmm, am I on the right track or is the pounds going in the wrong direction? If it's going in the wrong direction, okay, now we go back to the drawing board and figure out how to change what we're doing. Um, Mm -hmm. Write down what you've done for your exercise. Keep like an exercise log because it's going to help you to keep on making progress with what you're doing. You know, if you're doing bicep curls and you're lifting 10-pound dumbbells for 12 reps continuously, well, there's a problem there. You know, we have to either aim for more repetitions or heavier weight, you know, some way to progress or um, shorter rest periods between sets. There's so many different ways to, you know, stimulate, you know, new growth and progress. And when I'm talking growth, I'm not just talking muscular growth. I'm talking about just, uh, you know, the growth that we get from learning and, and progressing in that way, just building our confidence. You know, with my um, heart patients that have written, you know, their little stories, you know, about their experiences, and I said how, you know, it really helped to build their confidence and all. It was uh, such a great um, learning tool for me just to kind of understand what was going on in their mind at the time. You know, uh, one woman said, you know, she felt ashamed, like she um, let her family down, you know, and, mm-hmm. you know, it, it's almost like you're, you know, saying, oh, well, I did something wrong, you know, but as she starts getting that confidence and you start seeing the results in her, it's really a beautiful thing. And it's something that so many people can benefit from if they just, you know, take that initiative and be consistent with it. Well, yeah, and I think something you're speaking to there is, you know, a lot of people won't even start because it just looks like a big mountain to them. Mm-hmm. And what you're saying is, you know, one day at a time and one step at a time and that you can make changes. Absolutely. You know, studies have shown that even like 10 minutes of walking done three times a day so that it equals 30 minutes will give you similar heart benefits as it compared to if you did one 30-minute straight session. Wow, so that's it's terrific. It's to know this way terrific. if you're really deconditioned or let's say you have pre-existing problems like a pulmonary problem where you just don't have that stamina to last that long, every little bit helps. Right, wonderful. All right, and how can we get your book? Pump um, it up. A couple different ways. your heart to health. Yep, um, Amazon.com, you can uh, search for it by typing in Pump It Up, and I would type in Exercising After It because it seems like there's several different uh, Pump It Up products online. Um, and the other way is uh, my website, www.pumpitup-thebook.com. Right. And there's links to take you to the paperback, hardcover, and also Kindle version. All right. Thank you so much, Joe, for being oh, thanks, with us. Thanks, Patricia. My yeah, pleasure. Yeah, great to talk to you. Thank you. Bye-bye. All right, folks, and coming up next, uh, we have our second interview with Roberta Grimes. So you're going to love this. Uh, We're going to be talking about the fun of dying, find out what happens next. So stay tuned right here on voiceamerica.com, America's Voice. I'm Patricia Raskin. We'll be back. Thank you for tuning in to this week's edition of Patricia Raskin's Positive Living. Be sure to join Patricia Raskin and another amazing guest next Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have an outstanding week. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. 
The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. 